For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast. The voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online, where your host, Al, myself, Anthony, today is Friday, January 12th, and we're taking on the Miami Heat tonight. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the return of Markel Fultz. Is Wendell Carter Jr. a player to monitor as we get closer to the NBA trade deadline? And is Malcolm Brogdon um, on the Magic radar? But before we get into all of that, just a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action. See all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Um, just a quick little reminder before we fully jump into the episode. We do have our Instagram subscription option. Um, this is a, a platform that we just created recently that uh, replaced our Patreon service. We just had our first um, Q&A roundtable uh, live uh, that we did this past week where we were able to, to talk hoops um, in person with some of our uh, subscribers. And we, we're talking Magic Basketball literally all day long, every day. Uh, you get exclusive to to some extra posts and, and stories and, and a lot of really, really neat options in there. So if you're looking for a more uh, intimate magic group to be able to talk magic basketball, um, it's, a, it's an awesome option. So if, if you haven't already done it, go into our Instagram page, Orlando Magic HQ, and sign up, man. This, let's talk magic basketball. Um, Al, the week in review. So the last three games since we recorded our last podcast – we had a, a a major win against the Denver Nuggets, one twenty two to one twenty. Uh, we ended up finally getting back at the Atlanta Hawks and and getting a win there, one seventeen to one ten. Um, and then an unfortunate ass beating by the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, one thirteen to ninety two. Just a quick summary from you, Al. When you think back of this last week, uh, what are some major things that kind of stood out to you uh, with the Magic? 
Um, the first thing's got to be shooting, right? So you look at both games, Denver and Atlanta, 17 three-pointers made for the Magic in those two games. We ended up winning those games. Um, and it's just funny, man. You think about the number of injuries that we're dealing with, France being out, Wendell being out, J.I. being out. And yet we find a way to go into Denver on the last day of a four-game road trip, uh, West Coast road trip, and you find a way to beat the NBA champs. That was an impressive, impressive win. I cannot think of a better game, honestly, like a more surprising outcome, I guess, than when we went to L.A. a few years back with Markel Healthy, B.J. Johnson, and those guys, and we ended up pulling off that game. So a very, very impressive win by the Magic in that game uh, against the Nuggets. Um, and then the Hawks, to your point, they've had our number the last uh, maybe year or so where every game we're leading by double digits. They come back, and in the last minute, they steal the game from us. DeJounte Murray has done it multiple times for us, hitting the big buckets. So I was afraid coming down into the wire with that game and thinking he's going to do it again. Thankfully, though, the Magic were able to put it away. Um, Paolo Bancaro, man, being the leader, being the all-star that he is going to be here next month, put it away for us. So impressive outcome. I think back to last week, both of us were kind of negative. We were like, hey, so many injuries. I think you said 0-3. I think I might have said 1-2. and Surprisingly enough, the Magic went 2-1. and So we got to be really pleased with the outcome. Um, as we'll talk about later, things get harder in the week ahead. But uh, impressive outcome considering the injuries. We need to get any win that we can in this month. Such a tough schedule. And the way I'm seeing it, man, 12 days into the month, we've won two games. Keep finding a way to keep chipping at and winning maybe a few more. Um, and after that, hopefully we're healthy. But shooting, man, that was the key thing for me. When we shoot the ball well, Paolo looks incredible, and the team win, wins games. What about you? What was your takeaway from this past week? I, I think really the the fight um, against Denver and Atlanta. You know, good teams find a way to win, no matter what it is that they're going through, uh, injuries, circumstances, adversity. The Magic are seeing that now. Um, injuries is is a a problem plague that we continue to go through season after season after season, and we have choices. We can either you know blame our season on the injuries and just continue to let it uh, get away from us, or we do something about it. Now, the great things, um, or the the fortunate things now, is that we have people that allows us to be able to do that. Paulo Bancaro is playing out of his mind Jalen Suggs is stepping up um so without Franz um who is somebody that we rely a lot of our game on um outside of Paolo the Magic are still finding a way to get it done the unfortunate part is reality at some point um is going to hit right reality is is going to set in we can't expect for the Magic to go on this unreal run with the roster that they have um, with us dealing with injuries and at some point it not running out on us. And that's exactly what happened against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, as much as I love Goga, as much as I love Mo, they just were not enough for Carl Anthony Towns, who went five for five from the three-point line, which is absolutely insane. Rudy Gobert had a really good game. And this is us um, losing the whole entire, like the whole game we were just getting stomped on. And this is without Anthony Edwards really having a, a huge, massive impact. So um, it, it was unfortunate. Uh, it hurts even more so that it was on a home court. Um, I had some family going into, um, I had some family that went to the game that, 
you know, they they don't go to a whole lot of Magic games. They really don't follow the Magic all that much, but they wanted to go because of the experience and and because there's a lot of excitement. And it was a terrible showing. <laughs> it was it was a really like I, I promise you guys, this is a season that we're really good. You guys just went went to a, like a really bad game. I promise you, we're good. I promise, Scouts Honor. Um, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. The the great news is that reinforcements they are coming. Uh, we got word that Joe Ingles. Um, did not show up on the injury report, so we're going to bring him back. Um, you, uh, Jonathan Isaac, it, it was confirmed, kind of confirmed, right, that you know it was him dealing more so with illness than it is um, any injuries. You got Markel Fultz back. Um, you know we're we're still a little unclear with Wendell Carter, so little by little we're getting our guys back, and that's going to be the most important thing because now that we're looking at it, right. Um, we, we, we talk about one of the greatest strengths of this team is the fact that we hung our hat a lot on our second unit, our second unit being the best second unit in the NBA. The guys who were saying that and beating on their chest the loudest, Joe Ingles, he hasn't been, he hasn't played because of injuries. So now I'm really interested to see like, is this Joe Ingles impact for real? And we, we talked about it. We joke about it. Um, Everyone is is screaming and yelling to my face like Joe Ingles is the reason why we're so successful. Okay, now I want to see it. Now I want to continue seeing that that improvement. Like prove me super wrong. Don't just prove me wrong. Prove me super wrong. Um, and and I'm hoping that we're gonna see really really big impacts from from implementing Joe Ingles back into the lineup. Yeah, I mean it's more shooting. It's more playmaking. Two things that we're lacking right now with all the injuries. Um, but how can we talk about last week and not talk about Caleb Houston, man? I think that he struggled a bit with uh, Minnesota, no, no doubt about it. But prior to that, good to see him finally kind of take that mindset of I'm open, I'm shooting it, which he's never been afraid to shoot the ball. But, man, he had a great week. Um, it's so great, again, to see Paolo with some shooters around him, even though, again, like Chuma wasn't shooting it well, but he's known to be a three-point shooter. So the defense was be at least keeping him honest and, and paying attention to him. So it was fun to see. I mean, it makes you wonder, again, what the Magic could look like, you know, eight months from now if they make some trades and free agency goes our way if we add some shooting. But talk to me about Caleb Houston. What were your thoughts on him and how he, how he performed this week, um, given the freedom of to, to create and kind of be uh, a more involved players in our, in, our, in our game plan? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, shout out to the front office, Caleb Houston, you know, six foot eight. Um, being able to shoot behind the three-point line like he has been. He's shooting 38% from three-point line this season, just 28 games so far. So um, he's he's definitely an, an added value. He's not just a, a throw-in. You know, the Magic, they don't like their second-round picks as it is. Um, and Caleb Houston has, has done really, really well for us. He's done so well that, honestly, I'm not even mad at the fact that Jet Howard isn't on our roster right now because of the impacts that we've seen from Caleb Houston. This is somebody who's grinded it out in the G League, um, has played extremely well there, and is translated in, into the NBA. As simple as that. So, one, it, it gives me it gives me hope. It gives me um, some optimism that you know what we're doing with Jet Howard is definitely the right move, and and eventually he'll develop, right? Um, and Caleb Houston, he's he's just stepping up, man. He's he's taking advantage of his opportunities. He's going in there. Um, he's making the right reads. He's not forcing anything. He's taking what the defense is giving him. Um, it's not just three point shots. Like a majority of his game is that, but there's times where he's driving down the lane. He's, he's moving without the basketball. He's dishing it back out. So, 
I like what I'm seeing from Caleb Houston. Caleb Houston is is a fun watch. Um, he's the purest shot that we have on this team. Shout out to him who just celebrated his 21st birthday. He's still so young. Um, and every single time, and Jeff Turner talks about this all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more, that every single shot that he takes, it looks good. I'm I'm shocked. I'm more shocked that he missed it um, than when he makes it. Like you, you expect for every every single ball that he throws out there, you expect for it to go in. And the shooting is is awesome. He's opening the floor up, and he's uh, he's adding some very very valuable minutes at the moment. Yeah, I think for sure he's earning himself more minutes in the rotation. Whenever it is that we're fully healthy, you got to play him again. He he provides us with a skill, which is shooting that we lack in. So, I mean, if off the bench, some way, somehow, he can get minutes with a Joe Ingles, with a Gary Harris, whatever that may be, again, that we need three-point shooting. He's providing us with that. I know we talk all the time about, hey, should we trade for a shooter? Should we do whatever for a shooter? We may have one in-house. We may have someone here that we can continue to develop. Um, he is young. He's only a sophomore in the NBA, second year. So he's going to struggle at times like he did on um, on Tuesday night. But at the end of the day, keep giving him shots. He, he's going to make a decent majority of them. Um, but it's exciting to see the growth again. You think about the last two drafts by our front office, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paolo, and Caleb. Again, you got to be excited for what's to come with this little core that we're developing. Um, so it, it's definitely great to see. Yeah, and listen, Markel Fultz returned. So talk to me about Markel. Um, obviously, we weren't expecting for him to pick up right where he left off. We knew that there was going to be an adjustment period. Uh, we knew that, you know, as much growth as we've seen with his shot, we we just couldn't expect for him to be able to just go out there and start drilling three-pointers or, or drilling his mid-range. Um, but give, give me your first initial thoughts of Markel Fultz returning uh, to action for the Magic. First things first, man, it's good to see him back on the court. Let me let me start with that. Um, but I will say, if you're a Magic fan, I mean, I'll speak for myself in this case. I recall being at opening night saying to myself, man, I'm excited for this year because, number one, it's the first time we'll see Markel kind of be healthy to start the season, um, see the team be fully healthy, which that lasted about two months. But Markel Fultz, man, it's 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 worrisome what we're seeing, unfortunately. And it's, in particular, I'm talking about the free throws that he took the other night. I'm talking about the jump shots that he's taken the last couple of games. Um, I'll ask you, do you see some resemblance into who he used to be when we first got him, where that shot just doesn't look clean, doesn't look comfortable taking it? Um, in particular, a pass from Paolo to the corner, wide open three. He passes it up. He actually goes to the basket instead to take a contested fadeaway shot that he missed horribly. So what, let me ask you that real quick. Are you concerned with his shot at this point in time? I'm more concerned with the fact that we're already getting to the point where we're coming really close to the midway point of the season. This is the part where people are really supposed to be rolling, right? And the fact that, um, you know, we've he he's behind now um it's just we know what markel is able to do we know what he's good at we know what he's not good at um i don't want anyone to to necessarily think that these last game few games are uh is is what he is now like give him a month give him a two months and he's going to be a completely different player and everyone's going to be changing their tune 
at the same time, like Paulo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, they're, they're our guys, right? We really need to start asking the tough question of, is Markel Fultz really the right point guard for them? And we, we don't know that yet. We haven't been able to truly, truly, really see um, if he is. We know what he is. What he's not is he's not someone that we can rely on as a threat behind the three-point line. What's concerning is him giving up a wide-open three-point shot to then drive to the basket into traffic, and then it leads to nowhere. So that's the part that, that's concerning. Because uh, before, previously, last season, you know, even if the shot wasn't going in, we were at least happy that he was taking those shots. Like, nobody is telling you not to shoot. I can't think of one fan, one person that I've spoke to about Orlando Magic basketball that they said, Markel Fultz, please to God, do not shoot the basketball. Nobody's saying that. People want him to shoot. I don't care about his non-perfect shot. Like, if he's dealing with what it is that he's dealing with, it is what it is. Like, we've, we, we knew that going into it. We're not surprised by it, right? At this point, it's, it's part of his basketball DNA. It's just there's no coming back from it. There's times where you don't see it. There's times when you do see it more. And unfortunately, right now, we're seeing more of, of that hitch right now. It could be because it's just been a lot of time without basketball. It, it could be what it is. It could be because maybe there's a loss of confidence. It, it can be a numerous different um, amount of things, and we just don't know. What we do know is... Markel Fultz is still a very valuable basketball player to this team. He's still the best point guard that we have on this basketball team. So until the Magic do ultimately end up making a decision on him, this is the guy that we have to run with. I like the fact that the Magic, I like that they're not starting Markel Fultz. I like that they're not starting Wendell Carter. Like I like that they're bringing them off the bench. It could be because... They're still trying to graciously bring him back to speed. But a part of me also kind of feels like, listen, if we're, we, we were rolling without you guys. So if you want to get back to that point, then you're going to have to also prove it and show it. Like, I really hope that that's an it. aspect of it. You have to earn it back because it's even so much so that we have Jalen Suggs running the point guard position. He's, he's, our, start, he's our starting point guard. So I, I, I'm not too worried about Markel Fultz just yet. But the real question would be if there's an opportunity to enhance your team, make your team better at the NBA trade deadline, knowing that we really haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to see Markel Fultz this season, would you be open to making a move on Markel Fultz if, and if the right opportunity came up? <sighs> I mean, I think, I think you have to, right? At this point, you're right in the thick of things. You're right in that eighth to fourth seed in the East, you know, race. Uh, your two young stars are playing out of their minds right now. One of them will definitely be an all-star this year. You, you got to, right? You cannot continue this game of evaluating, evaluating, evaluating. Like, at some point, you got to know what you have. Um, but going back to Markel real quick, I pulled up his stats for a second because I'm like, wait, have I seen him hit a three-pointer this year? He has not. Zero of them. How many has he taken? Uh, I just had the number here. Three of them the whole season. Okay, it's only seven games. Whatever. But more worrisome, man, is the free throw shooting. So free throw shooting, if I, if I were to just ask you to guess, I don't know if you have the numbers pulled up or not, what is the percentage of free throws Markel Fultz has hit this year? Just give me an estimate real quick. We'll go 60%. 
I would love that. It's a 37.5. That is the lowest since even his Philly days. He was hitting 47% in Philly. So I my thing it's is this. I hate to be, you know, out. But dude, it's weird. So I don't, this is my thing. We saw the videos in the summer, right? And his shot was looking beautiful. We kept talking about it, the three-point shot. I I don't like conspiracies, but I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw this one at you. The whole knee thing, bro. That wasn't it. I'm sorry, but it wasn't. Something happened, and my thinking is: Did he overwork the shoulder? You know, in the off season, it was feeling good. He was shooting threes a lot more. Something happened when he hurt it again. We're back to score one, or what? Bad fall. The shoulder's injured again. But something definitely changed, man. Because even watching him in warm ups today, it was a video that someone posted on Twitter. And he made the three-point shot. He made it. But the form is back to the little, like, low kind of gather to, like, a very slow release. We're back to that again. So something happened, unfortunately. And tying it all back together again, talking about the trade deadline, give him three weeks to show you what he has. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he is able to showcase some skills. But, man, if it's this, if it's this three weeks, he cannot show you that he's ready to step up and be ready for the playoffs. To your point, he's an expiring contract. You gave him a chance. You paid him really well to give him a chance. If there's some point guards out there that make more sense, you've got to pull the trigger. His contract will be valuable because it's expiring. You got picks. You know that you need shooting. Again, man, I got to tell you, I'm probably one of the biggest Markel Fultz fans. I have, I think, two or three of his jerseys. I want, a kid to, I want him to succeed in Orlando. Like, I really, really do. But, dude, like, I'm looking at his stats again. Eight games in 2020, 18 games in 2021, 60 last year, seven so far this year. There's a trend, unfortunately, that it's not looking good. So I'm hoping for the best. I hope that in a week something magically heals and he's back to being the Markel that we last saw. Um, but if not, Jalen Suggs is doing really well. France is doing amazing. Paolo's doing great. You may have to turn the page here at some point. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Markel Fold's career average as a free throw percentage, we're looking at 72%. Just last year was his best year behind the three-point line. Uh, where he averaged 31% from behind the three-point line with a one-and-a-half attempt uh, per game. So last season was um, where he was he was moving towards the right direction. And obviously, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of games that he's missed, um, and, and you know how the Magic operate. We really, we really don't know if it's the whole entire time is tendonized. I've dealt with tendonized before. It is, it is not fun, um, and it is painful and very, very hard to play through. So I can only imagine what that is at that level. So I'm not saying that it wasn't tendonitis, um, but 
we know also that if there was a shoulder situation, that's a lot of negative publicity that the Magic are have known to protect their players from, um, and, and they just won't share that information. We we know that, and we're unfortunately we're we're seeing it. So we can't confirm, we can't deny, we can't do any of that. Whether it is or it isn't, um, the great thing, or at least the positive side of it, is that he's at least active and he's able to play now. It's going to take some time for him to get reacclimated with with the team. Um, the part that's frustrating is that there was mom- there were there were moments where, you know, he was missing like two feet from the basket, like super easy, simple shots that, you know, normally those are those are guaranteed. Those are you know he's always done well around the rim. Um, so whether it's mental, whether it's confidence, whether it's, it's just getting his feet underneath him, um, he's extremely valuable to what we're trying to accomplish. And again, there, there's no better point guard on this team than Markel Fultz. And we just got to be patient. We got to give him time. And if something does come around, like at the end of the day, I want it to be clear. Like I'm not... I, I love Paulo Bancaro. I love Franz Wagner. I love every single player. I fell in love with all these players. These players are, you know, part of of what makes this team fun to watch. But at the end of the day, man, I'm I am more a a Magic supporter than I am a supporter of these individual players. So whatever is is right for the team, to me, is the most important aspect. Is is the most is top priority. So if there's a deal out there that's going to better your team and you have to part ways with with as much as it, it would be tough, part ways with Markel Fultz, then it's just something that you have to do. We've we've tried, we've tested, um, and we've done all that we can. I'm not saying to, to go out there and, and make it your mission to move him. I'm not saying that at all. But if an opportunity comes up that you can't say no to, then that's that's just what needs to be done. You know what's crazy? If I would have told you back in October, hey, man, we're going to have Wendell Carter for like nine games halfway through the season and, and Markel only seven games. Knowing what we knew last year, right, that the, the impact these two guys had on the Orlando Magic and how much they meant to us at that point guard and center position. You would have thought we I were a lottery told you, team again. We would probably, yeah, we'll probably be, you know, along with the Pistons again and, and San Antonio fighting for a, you know, a lottery yard instead of a playoff spot. And yet here we are January 11th, 12th today. And the magic are, you know, fighting for the fourth seed in, in, in the Eastern conference. So when you think about that, that's why I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, we got to make decisions. Not again in the summer, unfortunately, but make a couple of moves that make sense today where you're not risking, you know, your financial flexibility for the summer. You're not risking any, crazy draft capital. But again, we talked about it last week. Guys like Tyus Jones, guys like, hey, what about a um, Rozier from from Charlie? Like those type of guards that shouldn't cost you, you know, an arm and a leg, but yet they would give you some shooting, some scoring, and help Paolo and Franz kind of get ready for this playoff push that we're going to. So to your point, if it makes sense, we got to consider it, even though, again, we're all tied to these guys. We want to see them all succeed together. But unfortunately, the time is coming. We've been talking about this for two, three years, where decisions will have to be made eventually. And unfortunately, whether it's for health reasons, whether it's for whatever reasons, things are playing now in a way that they're dictating themselves. Right now, we're looking at Paolo Franz, really, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony as that core of guys. Anyone outside of that, at this moment, to me, it's an option to be moved. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like the magic have to be careful too because you don't want to make um, a decision for today for the playoff this year. Like it's not it's not about making the playoffs this year. This is this is about making the playoff every year after this season. This is about mm-hmm. changing the culture of the Orlando Magic. It's about winning an NBA championship. Um, so mm-hmm. just because you said the name Terry Rozier, does does he do that? Probably not. Right. So who is the point guard of the future? Right. Like who who's who's going to be the person at the helm that, you know, is going to be riding with Franz and Paolo Bancaro for the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Right. That we hope Um, the only person that you can really hang your hat on right now is Anthony Black. And that's because he's who you drafted. Maybe Cole Anthony mm-hmm. because you've invested in those players, but you really don't you don't know. What we do know is nobody can sit here confidently and say that person is Markel Fultz for a lot of different aspects. Shooting, injuries, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh we wish that wasn't so because everyone genuinely likes Markel Fultz. There's a very small minimal number of people that I've spoke to that says they're not for. They they don't support Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is exactly what you want um, out of a player. It's just man, just a string of bad injuries, uh, a string of just dealing with unfortunate events. And you know, at, at the end of the day, man, it's it's you you have to be able to protect your future. Um, and your future is Paolo and and and. Franz and and Jalen Suggs, who I'm now incorporating into that core, because here's the thing: mm-hmm. all these injuries, they scare me. They scare me because what's happening is now you're forcing forcing Paolo Bancaro to do more. And what I mean by more is Paolo Bancaro. As much as I love his mid range, um, I love his ability to be able to stretch the floor. But his bread and butter is utilizing a six foot ten, two hundred fifty pound frame. And playing bully basketball. And sometimes too much of it we've seen where he forces it. He has the body that he's able to do that. But at the same time, man, that opens up so much risk of him getting injured. So now he has to carry so much more of that load because he doesn't have healthy players around him. Um, Scares me of him opening up to possibly getting hurt. Like the other day when he messed up his, his ankle and he's scream like you you can hear him cursing cursing up a storm through through the tv of him messing up his ankle right after franz and you're just kind of like man this is this is so unsurprisingly the orlando magic right and he leaves Mm -hmm. but then he comes back and then he plays like a whole nother level like as if he went to the back and they shot him up with some you know (laughs) painkillers you know what I mean? Because he came out and he just he just played crazy basketball, and then he played again, mm-hmm. and then he played again, and then he played again. So my my fear is I don't want to wear down. I I know that he's he's really really young, but no Paolo Carroll. I'm fearful for what this season looks like. Like one loss mm-hmm. and the Magic already dropped to the eighth seed in the East. Like every game matters. So much so that yep. what I don't want also is I don't want us to lose the respect that we've already kind of acclimated already. Like we're playing against the Miami Heat, and yet 
Jimmy Butler isn't playing against us again because they know that they don't need Jimmy Butler to beat us. Like those are the things that that mm-hmm. kind of go through my mind. Um, so whether it's Markel Fultz, whoever we we need this team to be healthy, we need players to to elevate the same way that Paolo has been elevating his game. Yeah, you talk about again injuries. Talk about Markel. Another name I'll throw out there to you too that has been hurt. He's a questionable for tonight's game in Miami. Um, Wendell Carter. So we saw Mark Stain report recently that uh, he's a name that he keeps hearing uh, that is a player to monitor as we approach a trade deadline. Um, I'll pass it on to you real quick. But what what are your thoughts on that and Wendell Carter kind of being on the block, perhaps? Mark Stain is probably one of the few reporters that I believe, because he's kind of linked a few things to the Magic in the past that have turned out to be true. Um, so that kind of surprised me that he reported that. Um, so what are your thoughts? Uh, are you against it? Are you for it? Are you willing to entertain it? What are your thoughts on, on Wendell potentially being out there and being shopped around? Yeah, I mean, listen, with the Magic, the Magic need a true center. Wendell Carter is just not... He's not a true center. He's just not. Uh, he's not mentally, in my opinion. Uh, it's my opinion that he prefers playing the four than he does the five. Um, at the same time, like you, you love Wendell because of the story. Him playing for Chicago, we ended up trading Nikola Vucevic. He comes in, and there's there he dealt with a lot of injuries in Chicago, and then he comes in, and we we sign him to an extension. And the extension is is a cheap contract, and then he's outplaying his contract, right? Um, so you gravitate towards that. At the same time, I, I feel like the experiment that we had of of Gogo Patazzi is that, you know, he's he was a a true center in the aspect of, you know, seven footer, rim protector. He's doing the little things, like he's not he's not trying to be your primary person offensively. And I feel like, you know, there's times where Wendell, he's he's trying to do that. Like, he wants to be the best player on the team. I don't need my center to be the best player on my team. I just I just don't. You're not Shaq. You're not Dwight. I, I, don't, I don't need that. We have that with Paolo. We, we have that with Franz. Those are, those are our guys. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. We need support systems. And I think that, you know, that, that might be an adjustment for Wendell. I think also that um, from a mind state, maybe he doesn't like coming off the bench. Maybe, you know, he doesn't like the success that, that Goga has. So I don't know when Wendell is interesting. Um, this is another one of those things where during the NBA trade deadline, if somebody's calling and asking, this is a player that you have to talk about. This is a player that you have to be open to listening to, um, you know, how other teams value Wendell Carter. Um, I don't I don't believe the magic will be sellers. I, I think the magic will be buyers. Like I, I really I really do think that they're not just trying to get rid of their players. If if the magic go into the NBA trade deadline and do absolutely nothing, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it, it's just what it is that we have a good basketball team. Like we we're we're exactly way ahead of what we thought we would be playing um at the same time if another team is asking us and there's something that makes sense then by by all means man i I told you the the most important thing is this team over 
over any of the players not named Paulo Franz and Jalen. I agree with you. So that's the thing, man. It's hard because, again, we, we saw the success that Wendell had the last couple of years. Health always been an issue. He has not played, I think, more than 65 games, I think, his, his NBA career. So durability is an issue with him. Um, and you talk about the Magic always dealing with injuries. So he's one of those that you can expect to miss a bunch of games every year. Um, but, again, it kind of sucks in a way that things have played out the way that they have. Um I'm a fan of his, just like Markel. I'm rooting for him. I hope that he figures it out. But I don't know, man. I said it jokingly, kind of, in our in our group chat the other day. Like, I feel like something happened to Markel and Wendell. Well, like, their superpowers got stolen. Like, what happened to these guys? They were Space incredible Jam. last year. And, yeah, man, and this year they're just, like, they can't figure it out. Whereas Wendell defensively doesn't look like the same guy that he was last year. He was a great team defender. Not quite the case this year. Offensively? He can't quite figure it out either. So it's a little bit unique of a situation with those two guys. But to your point, if a team calls, think of a Portland, think of a, I don't know, San Antonio, and they offer you a good guard in exchange for Wendell and whatever, you got to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know what? Let, let, let's talk. Let's see what, what's going on. Um, so I don't think we move him this trade deadline, maybe in the offseason, if anything. But I think the front office likes Wendell. I think Wendell likes it here. He just has to fight his rhythm and get back to who he used to be. Because right now, unfortunately, he's not playing like not even 50% of who he was last year. Yeah. So another another player that was linked to the Magic is uh, Blazers guard Malcolm Brogdon, a player that was drafted by John Hammond um, in Milwaukee. Um, and this this is something that I would I would definitely consider, man. Matt, Malcolm Brogdon would be an awesome awesome veteran to add to this team. Um, the uh, as I'm looking right now, the Blazers right now they're they're getting beat by the Thunder by almost 62 points. Um, the Blazers is just a team that that Malcolm Brogdon has no business being on. This is someone that can really be serviceable, um, be able to help a team uh, win games. And the the Blazers just don't have a direction for him. So we believe that this is a player that will be on the move. Um, it was reported that the Knicks, the Magic, and the Sixers will all emerge to be potential suitors. What are your thoughts on Malcolm Brogdon? I mean, he, he fits right in, man. When you look at his stats right now, 14 points, almost 15 points, five assists. Most importantly, 41%, almost 42 from three-point range. Um, almost an 80% three, uh, free throw shooter. I mean, t- to your point, he's a guy, kind of a, a taller guard, 6'4", good defender. The front office likes him. They drafted him. They He won Rookie of the Year under their leadership in Milwaukee. You got to think there's some connections there. We need vets. We know that. We need guys who can come into the locker room and be good vets. Um, makes a ton of sense. Um, only concern with him, much like Markel, much like Wendell, it's the injury concerns. He's a guy that has not really played a full season, I don't think, ever in his career. He's known for missing games. Um, so you would have to trade something where it's not very valuable. We're talking about Chuma. We're talking about maybe a Markel, for an ex- meaning the expiring contract of Markel, to Portland. So it wouldn't have to be a major trade asset just because you don't know what you're getting in him. Um, Contract-wise, I just closed the tab. But do you happen to know what his contract situation is right now? Because I think that's another thing to think about. Um, Two years, 45 mil. 
245. So actually, so he's on the contract next year as well. Age 32. So I mean, for that kind of money, let me ask you this. So I know we've talked about this guy many, many times, but I'll say it again. For that kind of money, that age, would you rather go Malcolm Brogdon and he'd be your point guard? Or would you rather go Buddy Heald and he'll be your starting shooting guard? What would be your decision between those two guys? So here, here's, here's my thing. Um, if Anthony Black is still, like if you, if, if the plan is Anthony Black to be your future, which I, I do believe, right? Uh, you're, you're talking about a, a six, seven point guard um, in Anthony Black that you literally just drafted. You're investing in him. Um, it, it, it wouldn't make sense to bring in a veteran point guard like Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, until Anthony Black is able to kind of take over the reins, um, or even just as 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 a veteran. Um, now, if you're asking me about Buddy Hill, I mean Buddy Hill, like to me, that's 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 the number one priority in the off season. If if nobody trades for him, like you go after Buddy Hill and you 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 pay the man what he wants, um, realistically. But um, you know, we we were talking about this um, you know the other day during our uh, subscription live. Like if if you wanted to make sure that Buddy Heald is on your team, a, a deal in my opinion that would make a whole lot of sense is maybe a Gary Harris Chumo KK for Buddy Heald in Indiana. Gary Harris is somebody that um, is from Indiana. Uh, their contracts are are somewhat similar, uh, even though Buddy Heald his contract is is going to expire, so he's going to be a free agent next season. You know, if there's some type of confirmation that you're able to convince him to stay here long term, he already expressed that he's not happy in Indiana. Um, you swing the deal a little bit with a player like Chumo KK, who has dealt with injuries, but is healthy now, has shown some bright spots this season. Um, you know, maybe Indiana does something like that. I don't know. But um, if it's if you're telling me, if you're asking me which one in between, now I'll, I'll take Buddy Heald in a heartbeat in a heartbeat without without questions without remorse bring do whatever you have to do to bring buddy in a magic uniform and then nickname that him the thing, man <laughs> that would be amazing but i mean i gotta tell you again you look at the stats right now buddy heel just a guy that healthier also right so great shooter we know that um but not for nothing man i i jalen sucks a lot to grow as a point guard but i don't mind him being the point guard that brings the ball up to half court and then passes it on to Paolo or Franz to create. Like, I'm okay with that for the time being. Um, but any one of the two guys would be a, an improvement to what we have today. That Let's make that very, very clear. And to what we're saying, the assets wouldn't be too much. I don't consider an expiring contract of Markel, if he's not going to fit long-term, a valuable asset. I don't consider Gary Harris, Chumao Kiki, and a pick. A val like a, a massive asset, and then by a pick, I mean maybe Denver's twenty-five first-rounders. If you're really trying to get a trade done and secure it, that should get it done. So, I hope those are things that we're hearing about. The trade deadline is less than a month away now. Um, we better be involved in that buddy conversation, that that Brockton conversation, because either one of those guys will make us a much better team overnight. The moment they land here, putting a magic jersey and go on the court with Paolo and Franz. We are a better team right away. So ideally, we're hearing those things as we approach February 8th. It just makes, it makes so much sense. Like Paolo Carroll in the paint, 
They're already collapsing on him. Franz Wagner driving to the basket every chance he gets. They're already collapsing on him. They're, these guys are dying for a three-point, uh, a massive three-point threat to be open in the corner, the top of the key, to be open, to be able to take the shot, to uh, alleviate some of that pressure that they're getting in the paint. Like uh, Those are the type of players that you need to surround with three-point shooters. And the fact that we haven't done that yet to the level that we're expecting um goes to show that it's only a matter of time like this isn't rocket science this isn't like we don't need analytics for this this is this is standard basketball that's been played the same way for a very very long time you need to give them shooters it's just what it is so nba trend deadline as you said is right around the corner it's gonna be exciting to see um you know what the magic end up doing uh and you know, as we hope, even though the Magic decide to kind of keep everything close to the chest, we do hope that the Magic are involved in every single conversation um, out there because the Magic should be out there looking to find ways to improve this team. Uh, coming up this week, we have tonight against the Miami Heat, Saturday against OKC, Monday in New York, and then Wednesday at Atlanta. Um, these next four games, uh, what are your predictions? Let's first say that, again, the, the tough schedule continues. So we're back on the road again for tough games. Miami, OKC, back-to-back. The Knicks and Atlanta. The Knicks are playing really, really well since the trade. Uh, so a tough schedule. Again, Atlanta always gives us a hard time. So I am hoping that at some point in this road trip, I'm hoping Saturday, if not Monday in New York, we see France again. I know we're hearing now that J.I. is no longer dealing with the hamstring injury. If more, It's more of an illness. So hopefully he can come back as well. So that would make a big difference if our depth is back. Um, we would only have Gary Harris left, I think, to come back at that point. So we'll see what happens there. But if you can find a way, and I keep saying this, if you can find a way to keep winning some random games that you're supposed to lose. So, for instance, to, tonight in Miami, Jimmy Butler's not playing. Kyle Lowry might not be playing. If that is the case and you can steal that game in Miami, that would be amazing. From there, you go to New York. You go to Atlanta, find a way to win one of those two games. So ideally, if we can go two and two, that would be the perfect scenario for the Magic. Um, again, keep competing with those teams that are near you in the standings. Because, um, again, the East is going to come down to the very end. Um, so that's that's my prediction. Two and two this week for us. Yeah, so for for these weeks... Uh... I mean, this week I'm I'm not I'm not too fond of the fact that all these games are away. You're you're going against Miami, um, then OKC in a back to back um, Monday against uh, the Knicks, Wednesday against Atlanta. So, uh, being optimistic, I would say uh, I would put us at two and two. Um, Miami uh, not having Jimmy Butler to me that that is a, a a disrespect in the sense. So hopefully the Magic take that all you know offensive and and go out there and ball out okc they're they're just playing really really good basketball um and then atlanta i I feel like atlanta we we just have their number after they beat us a one time um you know the beginning of the season uh i i really like the matchup that we had and they they're they're playing a little disgruntled basketball right now also so uh, i'll say i'll say miami and atlanta um okc would be tough um and hopefully man cole anthony has a, a crazy game in madison square garden that's that's my uh that's my prediction so we'll see what ends up happening uh the magic finally getting their reinforcements back 
Hopefully we we see a better showing from Markel Fultz. Um, hopefully Joe Ingles um, comes in, picks up right where he left off, and he's able to kind of lead that second unit. Um, Jonathan Isaac, we'll see how long it takes for him to kind of get over that that illness. Um, and then hopefully we get to see Wendell back as well. So a lot to keep an eye out for. Um, Franz, it, it was also said that, you know, Jeff Turner during the broadcast said that he should be back soon. I'm not sure if he was supposed to say that um, or if he, he, he knows something that we don't know, which, you know, you would imagine. Um, but hopefully we get to see Franz in pretty soon. So on that note, it is a wrap. I appreciate everyone for listening. This show was brought to you by Bet Online. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.